A lot of the movements involved in badminton um, require plyometrics because it's a plyometric type sport. So the jumping in the in the rear court for, for smashing involves a plyometric movement. So it involves that eccentric control and that explosion upwards. Um, the lunging forward into the forecourt to retrieve a net involves a certain amount of plyometric movement in terms of stopping, muscle lengthening, then pushing off. The biggest thing for us is to trade off with how much plyometric training we do outside of the court because they do so much on the court as well. So in one sense it's a performance issue that we want to actually make them better uh, in terms of producing these high forces very quickly but also we don't want to overload the body to an extreme where they're doing so much plyometric training that actually it causes injuries and therefore they take time off the court. I really feel uh, the plyometric training has transferred well onto court. Uh, it means I'm able to jump higher, I'm able to get to shuttles quicker, but also it's made me more economical in my movement, so I'm able to use less energy to cover the same distance, and that really pays off in those long third setters. And relax. Good. The principles behind plyometric training is trying to produce force as quickly as possible. And the way in which we do that is, is getting the muscle and tendon to act rather like an elastic band. So um, once you, you stretch that unit, then it has the capability of storing energy to then move into subsequent um, contractions. So it's normally an eccentric contraction uh, followed by a concentric, very quick concentric contraction. So again, we would construct the, the game in terms of around an individual athlete, decide what movements they're weak in and then decide what plyometric um, exercise they would need. So uh, some might need quick contact time. So if their movement in between shots is poor, um, where they're trying to chasse step and, and do very quick steps, or if they're trying to have a heavy load and push off, then we choose sort of kind of higher level plyometrics as well. The good thing about plyometrics exercises is you can get a little bit more sports specific because you're not as bound in terms of resistance and, and weight on your back, for instance. We can actually make it more um, alike to the actual sport movement. Uh, my experience is plyometric training. With, it's something we've used quite a lot here. We use it kind of more in the power development phases when we are talking about the periodized training plan. Um, it's something we want to deliver always um, insisting on quality rather than quantity. So we want to come into each session making sure we don't have any fatigue. So it's something we'd normally only look at doing maybe once a week. And we want to make sure the quality of each rep within the session is really hot. So we want to make sure we've got long enough rest in between reps and that we're ready to go on each rep. Good, pretty solid. Also within a plyometric session, you do also want to make sure the athlete's really warm. Um, they're going to be high intensity sessions, uh, you want to be right up there. So they should really be at kind of game pace. However they warm up for, for game time, you want them to be up at that level. So plyometrics must be done at 100%. Obviously after you've done the plyometric session, again a cool down and a, a static stretch would be most useful in terms of preventing injuries in the long term.